0: Hello, hello, lovely people. Welcome in to That Sounds Gay, a podcast for queer people and people who enjoy them. My name is Jer, and I will be your podcast host for a short time. But before we begin, I want to talk about something that is probably not that important. <laughs> and that's Black Friday. Black Friday ended, it's been over a week. It was last week. And you know what? I think that people do not understand what Black Friday is supposed to be, or at least companies. I don't think they know or care, to be honest, about what Black Friday is. Black Friday is a day that everything is supposed to go on a super sale. In the U.S., and I mean abroad, too, Black Friday is sort of one of those sales that is meant to push out stock. I think um, it's sort of become over time, this idea that you are going to get really fabulous deals. And it's sort of a tradition right after Thanksgiving. But really, the intention behind all of it is to push out, if you're looking from a corporate standpoint, of course, the point of this sale is to push out all of your fall merchandise so you can get ready for all your winter stuff because winter is coming in December and Black Friday happens near the end of November and winter typically ends around February, you know. And so around then you'll get a new sale right at the end of winter, typically around like February, March, there will be a sale there's usually, like, a, a spring sale that they'll call it. And then you've got the 4th of July sale. And, again, these are meant to push out the last season's stocks. So you've got your maybe early March sales that happen. I forget what the big ones are at that time. Um... Uh, is it St. Patrick's Day? Is that the big one that they do or something near there? There's a big sale that happens and it's meant to push out all the winter product so you make way for the spring product. And same with 4th of July. It's meant to push out all of the spring stuff so you can move into the summer and start to get all that going in and so on and so forth. That's what these sales are meant to do. And when I was a kid, I remember... The deals were crazy. Black Friday almost was um, bigger than any other sale when I was a kid. You would have these other big ones that got you, like, 30 40% off, or you buy a shirt and you get another one for free. And Black Friday was one of those days where you'd get, like, 70 80% off. And then Cyber Monday evolved during the digital age. And um, you started having... More of these online shops that were giving just the most incredible deals that you'd ever seen. And it was such a huge deal when I was a kid. I remember I went with my mom once and we were in line at the Kohl's because I wanted clothes. I wanted clothes going into the new year. I really wanted to update my stuff and I wanted to look cool. I was going to a new school and I felt like a dweeb because most of my shirts were all... Uh, those, like, video game shirts, because I went to a private school for a long time. I was wearing a uniform. I was wearing, um, like, a polo shirt and khaki shorts and pants that were hideous, (laughs) long socks and things of the nature. And I went to the public school, and I wanted to have cool clothes. I didn't want to have these silly little shirts anymore and these ugly pants. I wanted something fun. So we lined up at the Kohl's, and I remember that uh, it was like a 60, 70% off sale. It was pretty crazy. I remember I bought like 15 shirts, something like that. Maybe spent like 100 bucks at the time. And I remember keeping most of those shirts until recently. I think I I turned one of them into a shirt for drag. <laughs> it was like a a button-up check shirt that I rhinestoned. And ruined it (laughs) to have it for a a character outfit that I was doing. And the couple of the other shirts ended up getting ruined over time. But I think I might even still have one left from that time period if I'm not horrendously mistaken. But in any case, you know, that's what it used to be. It used to be these really incredible deals. And it was one of those things everyone looked forward to. Because it was cool. It was Black Friday. It was a big deal. And it got to, I remember, a point where... <laughs> it's not funny that people got trampled in the stores. But it was it was to the point where people were getting trampled at the stores from these uh, crazy sales. You know, people were knocking over giant displays of televisions that had been piled up. Someone was telling me recently that they worked at a... a best buy and they had to just pile up these random electronics and people ran in and knocked them all over and everything got ruined this whole stock of this particular electronic i think it was like a playstation or something got just absolutely pulverized and wrecked because everyone was so feral over getting things you'll look back on some older movies and see like the big sales and people are just acting like lunatics out on these streets on these streets, acting like crazy people. And that's what it used to be. And not that I'm celebrating that people were lunatics in any capacity, but that's what it used to be. It used to be such a a good deal to go out and to wake up. And I have seen post after post after post of Black Friday shopping lots, both at Walmart and malls and other corporations where there is no... One there. Some people are even saying that there were more employees than there were customers at some of these stores because there simply were not sales. And I understand the age that we're in right now is one where corporations are really just trying to make as much money as possible. They're, they're really just trying to maximize profit. They don't super care about us as the consumer. It's not even slightly on their radar of us as the consumer, They are really just trying to maximize profits. And a lot of people have recognized that. A lot of people understand that now, that these companies are not looking out for our best interests. They're looking out for theirs. And it makes sense on some level as a company, you want to make money. But I think a lot of us are so tired of being exploited financially that we're just done buying into the system. We're tired of doing it. And so a lot of us just aren't. I particularly didn't go and look for anything. I didn't really look for anything, even on the Cyber Monday deals, because there's just there's nothing out there. There's really not, and most of the people I talked to didn't buy anything. They were showing um, signs on this video that I saw on TikTok of this Target, where the sales that were happening Black Friday were the exact same sales that were happening at any normal time of the day. It would say Black Friday special. $65. And then they'd remove the sign and underneath it would say daily deal $65. And it, it, it was not changed. It was the exact same price. And these companies think they can bamboozle us and commit fraud in front of our faces and that we're too dumb to notice. And they think that we're not paying attention, but we are. We are noticing that they're scamming us at every corner. And I'm hearing these rumors that prices are going to start going down soon. And maybe that's why. Maybe they know that we're about to hit a point where things have to go down because people just aren't buying things anymore because it's all too expensive. And so maybe they think, oh, well, we're just not going to... uh, We're not going to actually give a deal because we we don't need to. You know, if we can make some money now, we can... Uh, you know, have some for when everything goes down. If we can sell this TV for $300 right now, then in a month, when it goes down to $200, we will at least make up that profit. Maybe that's, maybe that's the idea that's going on. I, I really can't think of many other reasons why <laughs> they would try to pull the wool over our eyes. But it is not what it used to be. It is not. And I think a lot of people are commenting on that. There's a lot of younger kids who I don't think realize, or maybe they do, maybe they've heard the war stories of parents that went out on Black Friday and got an ankle broken by some Karen who smacked them with a a plush giraffe and they fell down and and had to go to the hospital and they couldn't buy anything because Black Friday deals were so crazy and these people were so feral. Maybe maybe that was the, the thing that they heard. My cat is trying to knock over our Christmas tree right now. And and maybe that's that's why they didn't go out. Because they're like, well, I mean, if it's not <laughs> worth getting trampled over, there's simply no point in going out. Mom said that she almost got ran over <laughs> just trying to get a new mixer. And there's not a, a reason to go out and do that. So I think it's, it's interesting that people did not go out this year and that people are very aware that... <laughs> They're being bamboozled. My cat is really very passionate about telling you all something. I think he's feeling oppressed as well, aren't you? And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting (laughs) that this is such a phenomenon across the United States, across globally from what I'm seeing, people that are just really tired of all of this. And it makes me glad on some level that we're finally unified in something, being like, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to take it makes me think of that song, We're not gonna take it anymore. That's what I want. I want all of us to collectively decide, like, we're not gonna let them these corporations bully us and take all our money. We're gonna we're gonna hold on to it. Let prices come down and then we'll buy stuff again. You know? Give us an give us an actual reason to buy something. Cause otherwise we can we can survive on bare bones. We've been doing it for long enough since a pandemic. We've been just figuring out how to live, you know, with a lot of necessities or a lot of frivolous things out we don't need to spend $400 on a TV. We we have a TV at home. It's that adage that a lot of us, I think, grew up on. We have McDonald's at home. <laughs> I remember we tried to go out for McDonald's so many times when I was a kid, or fast food, and we'd always get the. We have that at home. What, what do you mean we got fries at home? You got carrots at home, lady. You're trying to lie to me. Carrots are not french fries. You are a liar. <laughs> but talking about that in particular being the day after Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving being an interesting holiday for a lot of people because again culture is kind of changing and attitudes are sort of reforming around Thanksgiving and the op- oppressive nature of what the holiday represents which i think on some level what Thanksgiving could be a day where you remember your family and you're thankful for them and you remind them why you care about them. I think that's a great idea. I think that holds a lot of value. But what it really is, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are really rejecting that idea. Poncho does too, my cat. I'm sure you can hear him. Um, and we're coming into more holidays. You know, we've got Christmas and the New Year coming up. There are other holidays. I, I celebrate Christmas, so it's the one that I'm the most aware of. But there's there's holidays coming up. And I think for those of us who are in the queer spaces, those of us who are queer, who are listening, holidays can be an interesting time because they can be really sad knowing that you don't have maybe family to celebrate with. Or if you do, maybe you're not on the best terms. Uh, I know a lot of queer people who just don't have anyone but their friends that they're celebrating with. And I think there's value in chosen family. And I I think there is value in not diminishing those relationships. And as cliche as it is, and not to quote RuPaul, but as queer people, we really do get to choose who our families are. We get to choose who we want in our corner. And I've spoken about this many, many, many times on this podcast before about our chosen families and how those can impact us in ways that are, I think even more impactful than our own relationships with people who birthed us. Just because you are blood with someone does not mean that they have your best interest at heart. Sometimes the relationships we form with others are so much more impactful. It's the blood is thicker than water, that very old adage that is talked about many times. And so I wanted to talk about that today and the importance of going into the holidays knowing that you are not alone. You are so very loved by the people that are around you. And if things are good with your family and this is not applicable to you, hey, I love that. I'm so glad that things are good for you. For me and many that I know, I have a chosen family that I've decided is the one that I'm going to devote my time to. The one that I know cares about me and the ones who I know have my best interests at heart. And that that relationship is important and impactful to me. And that's the one that I want to focus on. And I think sometimes there are people that um, don't really know what to do with this pain that they're feeling going into the holidays and it's so confusing. Because it's sort of like, well, how am I supposed to just be okay with the fact that mom and dad don't care about me, that they don't respect me? And I get asked very frequently what that's like and how to move on from that. And the realistic answer that not a lot of people like to hear is that it's one of those situations that doesn't go away. It's one of those that you get more comfortable with over time and understand how to process that information. But it's not one that just magically disappears. I know for me in particular, it took many years for me to get super comfortable with the relationships that I had developed, the chosen family that I had picked for myself and allowing myself to be okay with the fact that that was reality. And that's not something that is really easy to explain to people because a lot of people want a quick answer. They want a fix. And that's not something that can be provided. It takes time. In the same way that if you have a breakup, that over time it starts to get easier and you forget about the problems that that person gave to you you start to move past the feelings you had for them. You're able to process that loss. And I think really what it all boils down to is this sort of inability that a lot of us have with processing grief. And it seems like, well, what, what do you mean grief? What do you mean grief? Because it's not like somebody died. But grief is so encompassing of more than just death. Grief is encompassed by loss of any kind, and that includes families and relationships. And it's so important to remember that you're allowed to process that however you want to. If you are angry, if you're sad, if you want to cry about it, if you need to do something in particular to make yourself feel better, then that is totally acceptable. And that is how you are processing that. Everyone deals with grief differently. Everyone processes that differently. And you should. You should. There's not an easy fix to that. There's not an easy solution to, um, well, how do I get over the fact that my parents don't agree with my lifestyle, that they don't want to have anything to do with me? Because that is a grief response that you have to work through, that time will help you get towards. And I think, like, the only encouragement that I can really give out is to remember that you have people that are surrounding you, that love you, that care about you, that want the best for you. And the best thing you can do for yourself is to keep surrounding yourself with those people. Keep aligning yourself with these people that support you. If this is the situation that you find yourself in going into the holidays, have a cheerleader friend. That one that is just... Always there to root you on and to make you feel good about who you are and that you are valid and that your identity is important to them and that your queerness in any way is meaningful to them. So that you've got that that person that's sort of in your corner and have someone that can kind of keep you in check, someone that can, in those moments where. You sort of get defeatist, like, oh my god, everybody hates me, my parents hate me, Um, I don't have a relationship with my family, that they can sort of ego check you and be like, no, no, no. It is okay, don't spiral, you know, get your emotions where they need to be and feel how you need to feel. But don't put yourself into a spiral where you're going to start freaking out and going to, like, the worst places in your own head, because that is where we sabotage ourselves. That's where we really get into a bad spot is when we start to spiral. And so you need that friend that can keep you in check. You need that friend that's going to hype you up, make you feel good about yourself, make you feel good about who you are and make sure you know that you're seen and, and have that person that's there. Have those groups of people in your life. That helps you move through these feelings of the holidays. And I think another big thing, too, is also recognizing what you want long-term. The holidays don't have to define anything about um, your existence. Just because someone is not here for this holiday doesn't mean that you won't have someone for the next one. There were many years where the only person that I had in my life was Jake. And my, my partner, for anyone who doesn't know, and a couple of friends. And over time, things got better. Things got easier. I brought in more people into my circle. There were more in my life that mattered, that that wasn't just the, the one holiday. And I've talked about it again. Sometimes everything sort of feels stormy, that whatever you're going through right now, is the only thing that you'll ever experience. That there will never be anything more than that storm. This sadness or anger that you're feeling about not having your family might feel like it's the only thing you'll ever experience. And it's, again, easy to spiral. Like, I don't have someone in my corner right now, and I won't next year, and I won't the next year, and the year after that, and I'll just be alone forever and unloved. And it can feel that way. That that's the only thing you'll ever feel for the rest of forever. And that is simply not the case. There's always a break. There's always a reprieve. Reprieve? I think it's a reprieve. There's always one of those from that pain. And I, it might not be better right now, but it will get easier over time. That's just how grief works. That's how loss works. And I think, uh, just kind of in my last encouragement, to... Remember to be kind to yourself as well. That's something that I think a lot of us are not really very good at. And I know for myself in particular, for a while, I thought, this is my fault. If I hadn't come out, if I hadn't been honest with myself, if I hadn't started to explore these things, I would have never been in this situation. I would have never had to be in this position where I had to explain myself and push my family away, so it's my fault. And I got mad at myself for the longest time, was very upset with who I was and my identity, and I felt like I was to blame, and I allowed myself to take on blame, and I wish I had practiced kindness to myself. And remembered that the decision I made was the best one that I could have made. It was nobody's fault that... Things went the way they did, except for the people who were responsible for hurting me. My family being that group of people, you know, I'm not the one that made the decision to remove me from their sightlines. They made that decision, and so for me, I have to take ownership of prior of, of putting myself first and allowing myself to be loved by someone who I deserved that love from. And. I wish that I had practiced that kindness to myself early and said, this was for the best. Maybe it hurts right now, but I made the best decision for me. That's really hard to do in in the moment of pain and, and agony. And I wish that someone would have just told me that, because I think if I had known that early, if someone had sat me down and said, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling, but you didn't do anything wrong. Be kind to yourself. Be, be gentle to yourself through what you're grieving through. And the same thing can happen with death as well. When you lose someone, you might think, oh, if only I had done this or that while they were still around, you know, then maybe this would have ended up different. Maybe I wouldn't feel so bad and holding on to those feelings Allowing yourself to spiral in that way is not helping you move forward at all. It's just keeping you stuck. And I'm a big advocate for not moving on, but moving forward in an, in any direction. I think we sometimes have this obsession with like moving on from things and just letting it go and and getting it out of our sightlines. And that's not super healthy either. It's sometimes best to just move forward. Allow certain things. Allow certain pain to test us and to grow us and to make us stronger as we move forward and not hold us back from progressing ourselves. And I think especially with coming out, there's already so much pain that's in that depending on what your situation is and if you end up not having family to celebrate with during holiday times, it can sort of make you double down. It can make you really self-doubt and make you hate your identity and that doesn't allow you to grow and progress as a person it's keeping you anchored back in a time that you shouldn't be in for your own mental health your own sanity you would not have come out if it wasn't the best scenario for you and again remember that there are people that love you and that care about you and that want the very best for you no matter what and I hope that that helps in some way, as I've been asked many, many times to talk about this particular scenario of of things that are coming up, people that are dealing with pain and hurt uh, as we approach the holidays, as we approach the new year. And I just, I hope that helps in some way for any of you who have been wondering these things. And again... You are loved, you are cherished, you are cared about. And this will not be your forever situation. So keep that in mind. And so now my last bit of news is, unfortunately, the Drag Race reviews will be ending. And as of the last episode that was posted, that is the final Drag Race review that will be live featuring Grin and Meadow. and. I just want you all to know how appreciative that we all were, that you listened and enjoyed them and would come and engage on Twitch about what you thought about the episodes. I hope you had a really fun time listening to them as we did recording them. Um, we all came to the decision mutually that it was the best decision for us as a group just due to life and general events being what they are, and it is totally okay that they ended as we all agreed unanimously that it was the best decision for all of us. It is possible that in the future there may be something coming down the pipe, and I will make sure to let you all know when that happens. But I wanted to make sure that you were included in that and that you were aware that that will be the last one. And again, thank you for listening to them and participating in them. And with that, I just want to say I hope that you have a wonderful December I have some really fun podcast episodes that are going to be coming up in the rest of this month. I hope you enjoy them, and I hope you have fun listening to these as I did recording them. And with that, remember that you are very loved. You're doing a fantastic job, and you're doing the best that you can, and that is all that you can do. Goodbye!